This episode of the Trek Geeks podcast is brought to you by the Trek Geek Shop. Now you can help support our show and get yourself some cool Star Trek gear at the same time. Check out our line of t-shirts, mugs, hats, and other items for your inner Trek geek at shop.trekgeeks.com. Hi, this is Michelle Specht, Dr. McKenna on Star Trek Continues. As ship's counselor, I am recommending you listen to the soothing sounds of the Trek Geeks podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Doctor's orders. It's the biggest little show this side of, well, Nevada at this point. <laughs> Welcome to Episode 70 of Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. Joining me is he will in our endeavor to the desert. Well, let's just say his bags are packed and he's ready to go. He's leaving on a jet plane and doesn't know when he'll be back again. The problem is he'll be with me and I'll be miserable for a week as a result. He's the convention going Dan Davidson. And Dan, the white zone is for loading and unloading only, buddy. Nothing could put me down today. Not even those insults, my good friend, because we're going to Vegas and I'm pretty excited. And yes, I am fully packed and I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I, for one, I'm happy to be with you. So you can feel bad, mister. I feel nothing. <laughs> How are you, man? It's good to be here. We've got a special episode tonight. It's going to be fun. Very excited. Very exciting topic. It's a. It's very exciting. As this episode drops, we'll actually be on a plane almost all the way to Las Vegas for the 2016 official Star Trek convention produced by Creation Entertainment. That is some great uh, advertising you got there, sir. You have a voice for radio. I have a face for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, we'll be uh, getting close to uh, landing about the time it hits. Uh, so we figured, why not have a special episode today and, uh, and talk about Vegas uh, some more? Because we always have good things to say about Vegas. And a lot of uh, fun things are uh, starting to take shape for the big show. They are. And joining us today is going to be our good friend, Adam Drosen, who we mention on almost every podcast. He has actually lowered himself to come on our show oh. to talk about STLV, Dan. Yeah, um, it's actually uh, I'm, the only thing I'm hoping to get out of this conversation with Adam, other than the awesome pointers he's going to have for Vegas and his great experiences, is that if we can at least go up one or two points and be in the top 40 of his favorite podcasts that drop on a day not ending in Y, I think we'll be doing pretty good. You know, all we can do is hope at this point. We just put <laughs> these things out into the ether, and we can only hope that, that Adam grants us that one wish, buddy. Uh, I'll have to buy him a drink if you can move us up a little bit. 
Well, Dan, there may be other people that want you to buy them drinks, and how can they get in touch with you? Um, they can hand Bill's credit card over to me, and then I'll be happy to buy them a drink. But if they want to talk about it online, are on Twitter, Facebook, and Skype. Our handle is Trek Geeks. You can also send us an email at trekgeeks at starfleet.com, or you can give us a call at 508-784-1701. Leave us a voicemail, or online, you can go to speakpipe.com slash trekgeeks. Uh, also, as always, you can join our official Facebook group, Camp Kittimer. Always good discussion going on there right now. Uh, we got some fun stuff planned for while we are in Vegas. So just go ahead on over there to facebook.com slash groups slash Camp Kittimer. We will let you right in. And, uh, Bill, I got one thing to say. Yes. Please remember that any comments or messages you leave in any of these places may be used in a future episode. Back to you. Thank you, Dan. It's important that we tell everybody, pay close attention to our social media this week. Mm. We're going to be tweeting and Facebooking all kinds of things. We're going to talk about a little bit of that later after our conversation with Adam. Dan... We are joined by an extra special guest this week. If it sounds like we're trying to butter him up, we are a little bit because we are at present his 67th and a half favorite podcast that drops in a day ending in Y. We speak, of course, of the lovely and talented Adam Drosen, and he joins us now on this here podcast. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Bill Dan, what a thrill being here in the Trek Geeks booth. Gentlemen, a pleasure and honor and a coochie moya to you. Wow. A I don't even know what to say to that. That was the best freaking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm at a you're, loss of words. You've been working that up, haven't you? Let me tell you guys, when you have a commute in Los Angeles and you look forward to Trek Geeks every week and you look forward to the boys doing the 70s announcer voice, you scream it <laughs> along in the car. You get pretty good at it, let me tell you. <laughs> I tell you what, Adam, it's a learned trait, my friend. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Bella, I just got like... <laughs> You got one of those long microphones, don't you? You got one of those long, thin ones, don't you? The microphone is long. The lapel is wide. The action on the field is electric. <laughs> it's a great night for a ball game in New England. <laughs> it's a little humid, but oh. yeah, it's a good night. You were um you're joining us this week in more ways than one, Adam. You're here on Ye Old Podcast, and then we're gonna see you as this drops in a matter of hours in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada for the twenty sixteen convention. Ugh, you guys. <laughs> Vegas. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, now, was a gut, that was a gut reaction. That was. You were just looking forward to the things that we're going to eat while in Las Vegas. Let's be honest. Oh, my God. No. Uh, well, the truth of the matter is I'm actually one quarter raccoon on my mother's side. So I like to eat garbage. <laughs> In the literal sense, and I'm going to eat a ton of garbage with my Trek Geek bros. Like, it's just, it's going to be insane for this 50th anniversary. I cannot wait. And then you'll be hauled away as garbage. Oh, deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. At least it was a Star tonight. Trek reference, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, good job, buddy. Way to contribute. I'll put that under your next performance review. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So, uh, so Adam, we met you last year for the very first time, and it's hard to believe it was only a year ago because we mention you right now almost every episode. (laughs) I know. It's like, it's if this was an SAT equation, it's. Drozen is to Trek Geeks as Fark is to Shoreleave, but it's weird because you also mentioned Fark every episode, so it doesn't <laughs> quite add up. But um, no, it's great. I love this show, and it's crazy, too, because I met you guys literally five minutes before I left Vegas last year, yeah. so we didn't really get to hang out a whole bunch, but I'm just, like so excited to hang out with you guys this time. I have very like vivid memories of listening to your guys' podcast that you were recording at the show, which I really was digging at the yeah. time. I remember uh, listening to you guys talk about the uh, Trek Continues screening as I was driving to Planet Hollywood to eat at uh, the Earl of Sandwich, which is a pretty <laughs> sweet sandwich place if you guys are looking for some wrecks. We're going to give a ton of restaurants recommendations tonight i feel i think so <laughs> i forgot about the uh i forgot about the star trek continue screen that was a lot of fun how could you i mean it was a blast oh, it was fantastic it was just something that is, has been stored in my memory banks and now it's all coming back to me now <laughs> well at your age that happens i it hear. does it does yeah. happen a lot I, I wish they were doing another screening this year but you know understandable circumstances the one thing i, I really remember and i do talk a lot about with um ashley robinson and jason inman from redshirt diaries because they were there with me at the screening is that the 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 Q&A ended up going until like two in the morning or something yes. insane like that and the last question of the night was um so when uh, Captain Kirk says about there's only one woman in his life he couldn't give up, and then the shot cuts to the Enterprise, who is he talking about? And we're just <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. and that's it. We're going to wrap it up for the evening. I just thought Phil, that was the funniest thing. <laughs> Phil, wasn't that your question? <laughs> no. <laughs> we we were sitting there and we were like, oh, really? Yeah. You just really? It was it was painful. And then trying to get a cab oh. after that experience was even more painful. Let me tell you, that won't be a concern this year because you guys will have the Drosmobile at your disposal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. We might have to uh, go catch a screening of Star Trek Beyond <laughs> while we're there. I like the idea of that. I like it a I lot. Do. I watched. I went, I went yesterday. <laughs> Again, How, the tally? How many times Again. have you guys seen these now? Bill? I've, uh, I've seen it three times. I've only seen it twice. Same. But that's okay. But I did I did see it at the San Diego Outdoor IMAX. So that counts as like six times, right? It it really does. Uh, how, yeah. let, how talk about that for a minute. What was that like? It was amazing. It was really, really fantastic. And this is coming off of having gone to the event at the Paramount lot, which was also unbelievable, and which is how we got the tickets to go to the uh, IMAX screening at San Diego Comic-Con. So my expectations were already super, super high. I feel like the way it was run was really, really smooth. I had just left uh, a party at friend of the show, Cat Roberts' apartment mm-hmm. in San Diego, which yes. was amazing. Yep. Went, went right to the screening, basically got right in, met right up with Aaron Harvey from Trek FM and Jim Morehouse, Enterprise Extra. Got great seats sat right up front. It was just unbelievable. The fireworks, the orchestra. I kept muttering to the people sitting next to me. They probably hated me by the end of it. Jim and uh, and my friend uh, Ashley from Paramount. I uh, was just like, the orchestra is so good. Like I kept forgetting it was like a live 80-piece orchestra in front of me. It was just unbelievable. It was so, so fun. Wow. 
Did they play the whole film? The whole film. Start to wow. finish. Oh my God. That's it awesome. It started with so, so cool. It started with this amazing fanfare with the fireworks and it was right on the water where the theater or the outdoor theater was set up. And an amazing night. The whole cast. Uh, Justin Lin, the announcer from Access Hollywood, the guy who wasn't Scott Mance, kept calling him Jeremy, which was terrible. <laughs> but um, that was the that was the only kind of like Ugh, kind of thing. They showed the Corbamite maneuver right before um, oh. the orchestra took the stage. It was oh, uh, awesome. so cool. I was sitting next to Jim, and the second it started, I was like, "What episode?" He's like, "Corbamite maneuver." Immediately, so it was, it was just a perfect night. It was so much fun. You know, it's it's times like this, you know, I love New England. I've lived in New England all my life. It's times like this where, damn it, I really wished I lived near L.A. Because <laughs> I would have paid anything to go to that thing. That's true. Yeah. I believe that. It was great. It was great. But I did get an extra swag bag, so I might have some treats to divvy up amongst the Trekkies oh. and the sordid compatriots. Wow. You are way too good to us, man. You sent, you were so nice to us. You sent us some, some cool stuff from the fan event back in May. And I'm, I was repping my Star Trek Beyond shirt at one of the, uh, one of the showings of the movie I went to. And people were like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and, uh, dude, you are the best in all seriousness. Anything for the Trekkies, gotta say, guys. It's a it's a real thrill being here, and uh, for all the the STLV fam, we're going to be listening to this on the way to Vegas. This is what it's all about, guys. You know, just getting hyped for Vegas, talking with the bros, could crack, crack open a fruity lemonade, uh, Dan Davidson special, because we're going to dig in deep tonight. <laughs> well, let's dig in on your fandom first and foremost. So. Obviously, you went to the convention last year. Um, how did your Star Trek fandom begin? In fits and starts is how it began. I remember reading a Leonard Malton guide to movies, one of those thick review guides with capsule reviews. And uh, they had a review for every TO episode and all the movies. And I would just read these little reviews back in the mid to late 90s and um, – I'd ask my folks, I'm like, well, tell me about this Wrath of Khan. I hear it's one of the best sequels ever made. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I grew up in a, a Twilight Zone house, more, way more so than a Trek house. And um, I remember watching Wrath of Khan when I was young and thinking that was cool. And then going years without watching any Trek, seeing the J.J. movie when it came out and thinking, OK, it's fine. It's a summer blockbuster. And then when I graduated from NYU Film School in late 2011, uh, where in I was very much a international cinema and experimental film geek, geek, just a real pretentious film dork, like the 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 <laughs> NYU stereotype, just awful. And I still am right. that guy, but um, I got out of film school and I'm working, and I'm like, oh, it's it's you know watching a Godard movie is pretty mentally taxing, but I still wanted to get into something. And this was right around when Netflix streaming was really taking off. And I saw, oh, there's 700 hours of Star Trek. You know, I could dabble, I suppose. And um, the episode, I watched a few different things, and the episode that really clicked with me is not per, uh, specifically a well-regarded one. It's kind of a middle-of-the-road episode, and that would be Identity Crisis from the fourth season of The Next Generation, where Jordy becomes... You remember that one, where Jordy's a yeah. glow-in-the-dark yeah. alien? Yeah. Not a bad yeah. one. The, yeah. <laughs> not a bad one, not a great one, but the scene yeah. that really kind of made it click in my head was where he's in the holodeck, and he's going over a recording that they took of this crash site where they think this alien and virus sort of began and he's manipulating the footage and like, you know, change the angle, change the lighting. And I mm. like, Oh, like I get this. I understand this. And, uh, I watched pretty much every episode of every show a billion times since then been to STLV three times.
times, not including this upcoming uh, 50th anniversary and uh, made props for the Red Shirt Diaries, which is an amazing fan series. Nice. And, Dude, you know, guesting on podcasts. It's been, you know, an evolving, fun, social. The the human adventure is just beginning, as they say at the end of the Star Trek, the motion picture. Very nice. Nice tag. So you've been, it's been building. You've been watching all the episodes. And, and as you know, the convention circuit is a big thing. This is my second one that I'm going to be going to. And as I've said before, one of the big things for me is to, get together with the folks that we've talked to over the year and, and become friends with because of the podcast. Uh, when did you go to your first convention and why did you decide to go? I went to my first convention in early 2013. It was not Vegas, although I was a Vegas was probably the first big Star Trek convention I was aware of. I was aware of it when I was starting to get into this trek on Twitter in 2012, and I, that was right when I moved to LA, so I wasn't really in a position to go. But I knew about the Vegas cre- uh, convention and creation, so I went to a creation event in Burbank in 2013 called the Grand Slam, which is a convention they had done for many years before that, and it was their first year back in 2013. I don't think they've done it since, and it was kind of half trek, half everything else, and it was really fun. It was a much smaller kind of thing, obviously, than Vegas. It's probably even much smaller than Trek Boss, which I know was one of the pivotal Trek Geeks origin story moments, but um, <laughs> I, was, I was telling Bill before how much I love those stories, and I want to hear some more tonight, but uh, my favorite memory from um, the Grand Slam in 2013 was I was I was in the bathroom and Rene Aubergenois comes up and starts peeing next to me, and I was like, oh my god, Odo is peeing next to me, and it was great. So I'm like washing my hands and he's washing his hands. Like the timing was just, we were very synchronized like that. Uh, what can I say? I was like, part, we were in the great link together in that moment. Now, uh, <laughs> like, like I said before though, I'm, I'm a huge film geek and I still am. So I know, I knew him before I, I knew him on Shrek through his films with the, the late great Robert Altman. So yeah. as I'm leaving and he's leaving, I hold the door open for him and I say, it's, it's really great to see you here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of your movies with Robert Altman. He says, thanks. So am I. And it was so perfect. Um, so I, I was kind of in like in for a penny and for a pound at that point. I went to Vegas that summer for my first time in 2013 and I rolled solo and just had the most amazing time and been back every summer since it's uh it's kind of like a jane austen novel you know stlv is the social event of the season as it were yep it really is and it's amazing how much it's grown i mean this is probably the 10th stlv that i've been to Mm. and it really has grown in scope and in meaning to me over those 10 visits over say 15 years and it it's incredible, and it really is. We spend a good amount of time even here in the podcast building up to it because as far as cons go, you know, save Mission New York, it's kind of the con of cons. All right, so let's move into the schedule for this year since we're talking about the cons. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with Wednesday since that's the extra day this year. Um I'm curious to find out which of these panels or events that you guys are particularly interested in and mm-hmm. why. Yeah. I'm going to start off first and I'm going to make an editorial comment about Wednesday. And this is, like I said, the extra day, allegedly the extra full day 
the extra full day we're all paying for that doesn't start until 3 p.m. <laughs> and for me, um, of special note, I'm interested in the secondary theater at 5 p.m. when they're going to have John and B. Joe Trimble on the stage to talk about, you know, the fans who helped make Star Trek live. Cause I think that's really going to be special this year. Very important. I can't wait to, I'm going to be right front and center with you there, pal. It's a very, very cool panel that they're embracing that part of the Star Trek culture this year in a big way. Adam, which of, you know, the, uh, the panels or the events on the Wednesday docket are you most interested in at this point? I do tend to agree with you there. I, I like the secondary theater quite a bit here. I like this, the guest stars of the original series. Very cool. Barbara Luna, uh, favorite of five year mission and Jeff Hewlett, Sherry Jackson's going to be there. Mm. Super cool. And I'm a big fan of right after them. You got the next generation guest stars. I'm a big fan of Susie Plaxon's character, Kalar from next generation. I think that's a mm. really, really cool character. I think Susie Plaxon's been at a lot of the, these SDLVs. Sometimes she'll have the live makeup done on stage and she seems very cool i haven't met her yet but uh, i think she's a pretty cool actress pretty cool character i'm looking at the main stage now here uh, i think the tribute to leonard nimoy of course you got the enterprise guys with connor dominic billingsley and gary graham um of axonar not enterprise oh excuse me we don't uh, <laughs> i don't want to uh go down that rabbit hole never heard but- of it <laughs> it's the best the the best film that'll never be made i'm sorry well that's i can't i can't we can't go down this rabbit hole oh um, we could but we'll never get out of it um here's the thing about i don't you know i've seen people kind of make the same argument that you made there before bill about you know it's a half day but we're paying for another day i don't think it's necessarily a one-to-one ratio of like paying for an extra day and you know there was always going to be a bit of a surcharge because of the 50th anniversary the way i'm approaching this half day kind of vibe is i'm going to sleep in super late because obviously masquerade's going to be a freaking zoo until 5 a.m on tuesday night and um going to go to jams for breakfast it's on i think rainbow boulevard about 10 minutes off the strip the best breakfast in vegas guys not expensive at all i I found out about this place when i was working on man finds food on travel channel which was the Hmm. spinoff of man versus food oh yeah uh, has not disappointed so uh i know a lot of the big cool vegas places from travel channel so uh but that's how i'm going to start my wednesday jams Wow. <laughs> we may be in on that with you because it sounds awesome. Bill, what's so the name of the good. breakfast place that we go to? We uh well we typically just default to the hash house hash because house, it's yeah. there. Yeah. That's a go go. And that was good. also that was actually an original Vegas spot outside of the Rio that they went to on original man versus food, then they started expanding everywhere and now that they've got one right in the in the Rio, not just in the Rio, but on the hallway towards the convention center, it does yeah. become I think the de facto breakfast spot for most of the people going to the con. We did some great people watching last year sitting right there by the hallway and saw some amazing cosplay. Dan, I think that's where you first saw assimilated Darth Vader. Yes, Borg Vader walked by and I was kind of freaking out a little bit. We were having breakfast with our with our friends and we decided right there on the spot that we were going to do a special episode on the podcast about could Darth Vader be assimilated by the Borg. And we did it. We had them on and we had a great time with that one. Ah, oh, so cool. I saw... Yeah. I saw um, Casey Biggs and Jeffrey Combs having breakfast together there. So you had a little oh. Damar Wayun breakfast in real oh, life. Nice. 
Cool. And um, if you guys go to the Hash House, I recommend the biscuits and gravy. Really good. Yes, they're phenomenal. Oh, yeah. They are. Yep. Artery clogging at its finest. <laughs> Dan, is there anything on the Wednesday schedule that stands out to you in particular, or is it just the make-your-own-cookies? Let's be honest. Actually, it's not the make-your-own-cookies, but I'll get to back to that in a second. Of course, <laughs> the, the one for me that stands out is the tribute to Leonard. Uh, that is one that I am looking forward to in ways that I can't even describe. Um, the other one that I'm looking forward to, if it's what I think it is, is the Klingon Empire Lives. And I think that – is that where uh, where JG and, and uh, Bob are going to be in Klingon garb doing their, their shtick? Because if so, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. They are them and Gwyneth Walsh, of course, nice. too. Yep. Yeah, uh, so that's going to be awesome. Um, in the secondary theater, um, like you said, the, the 5 o'clock show – uh, is really something that I'm looking forward to. But I am also looking forward to, on the Roddenberry stage, the 50 years of Star Trek cakes. I like cooking. I like decorating and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really interested to see what that's going to be all about. I'm, I'm torn because cakes is going on at the same time as B. Joe and John yeah. Trimble. Yeah. I do love me some cake. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So here's I, I think here's gonna, the thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please go ahead. No, no. no go I right mean, ahead. It's um check out a little bit of both. You know, the theaters are so close together. I feel yeah. like it's it's neat. none of these things are either or propositions. I feel like get a half hour of one, get a half hour of the other. Like you're living large at the convention. And um I totally forgot about this third stage because I just wasn't thinking about it. I, I think it's a really cool addition to the year. Uh the cake's definitely gonna be there with that with you bros and uh Star Trek in Mexico, a foreign fan experience, uh, a foreign fan perspective on Star Trek sounds really, really cool. Um, and then you got Mission Log, Return to TOS, Mission Log dudes talking about the classic TOS era. Yeah, Yeah. I'm very into that. (laughs) Well, it'll be great if Ken talks. Let's be honest. (laughs) You know, when John starts talking, my eyes start to glaze over. I fall asleep a little bit. I'm not going to. Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Mine start bleeding. (laughs) Is it like a scanner's thing where your brain just starts to hemorrhage and explode? Yes. But here's. Here's my question. Um, is it an official restraining order or is that just sort of something you like to, you know, kind of say as what as a mutual understanding of don't get too close? I know nothing of what you speak of. <laughs> Dan has been evading the sheriff every day for about nine months. And so I guess it's not technically a restraining order if he doesn't have it in hand. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Let's move on to Thursday, gents. And Dan, perhaps we'll start with you since we saved you for last last time. Okay. Um, What are you looking forward to most on Thursday? You can pick any of the theaters. Yeah, I like in the main theater, the Trek comics boldly go. I think that's going to be cool. I've gotten into the comic book series a little bit more lately. Um, You actually um, got me the prequel. Uh, You set me on the path of the prequel to the 2009 movie. Mm. comics which i really enjoyed so i'm looking forward to that and who can ever get bored of the star trek blooper reels i know i oh can't oh my god so good <laughs> so good and, and you know uh, I, I i'm sorry just to interject real quickly i watched sure. one once yeah. with uh, a con buddy of mine who's now a b- even bigger name in the trek world mr jordan hoffman the host of an engage yes. podcast mm-hmm. i was sitting with him as it started and he said to me you know i always love to watch these at the cons because even though you can see them on youtube and you've seen them a billion times before the bloopers just come alive with a full crowd of trekkies and yeah. i since he said that, I've, I've tried to stick around for every time they play the bloopers. 
Yeah. It's so true. I've seen them. I, actually, Gene Roddenberry brought them to Laconia High School in Laconia, New Hampshire, when I saw him, you know, give a lecture in person. And it was an auditorium full of about 700 people, and it was a riot. You know, I, I've seen them a hundred times since then, if I've seen them once, and right. they're still just as satisfying. Yep. Um, it's funny. Thursday's got a lot of things that I really want to want to see. Um, I like the idea. The Star Trek.com presents iconic ornaments. I've been collecting the ornaments since they first came out. I've got every one of the ships that has ever come out, so I, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Star Trek Encyclopedia Revised Edition at 610 in the Secondary Theater. I think that's going to be a uh, something that I'm going to be buying uh, at some point because it looks really, really great. Um, but on the Roddenberry stage, I have to say there's a couple of things that are really point that are really sticking out for me. The fan who fired the phasers, also known as My Day on Star Trek. Hmm, wonder what that's going to be all about. That's going to be pretty awesome. But oh, the big one, so good. It's going to be, it's going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. His article was fantastic, also. But at five forty-five, I can pretty much guarantee that the Star Trek match game with Mission Log is something that I will be there for. I'm going to blank. I'm going <laughs> to blank myself. <laughs> Dan can guarantee that because as of right now, Dan is tentatively scheduled to be on the dais for Star Trek match game. So we'll get a little bit of Trek Geeks representation on uh, on the Roddenberry stage. We we do have to thank John and Ken and Rod for uh, for inviting us to be part of things. It was super cool of them. But uh, well, uh, Adam, I think you and I can sit in the audience and make sure Dan doesn't make a fool of himself. The only thing oh, that's going to happen. The only thing I'm going to make sure is that he's always got a fresh Bartles and James in hand and a Winston 100. You don't have to smoke it, but you have to hold it. <laughs> uh, we right. got to get him a pipe like Charles Nelson Riley yes. had. Do that. <laughs> well, that's happening now. So, yes. Yes. Adam, um, Dan seemed to hog the whole Thursday schedule. So is there anything he didn't cover that you're interested in? Well, there's a definitely a couple of things that really popped out. One of the ones he mentioned as well was the comics panel. I'm not huge into the modern comics. The only ones I've really read, it was a couple of years ago, they got Brandon Braga to write a Borg series called Hive. That was pretty cool. They brought back Seven mm -hmm. of Nine as a Borg spider monster. Pretty cool, guys. I mean, come on. Braga. Yeah. But um, the one thing that they – there was a guest here that wasn't announced in the main guest list and still isn't there is John Byrne. And really, really cool. Mm. John Byrne is a legendary comics artist, did Fantastic yeah. Four and X-Men, Superman in Hulk. the 80s, Hulk, yep. so many of the favorite characters. And um, I almost – like because I, I remember collecting some Fantastic Four comics as a kid and I don't really – I'm not really a huge comics person, only recently been getting into it. And the last time I was visiting home in New Jersey, I found these Fantastic Four comics and I was looking at them like, these are amazing. And they were all John Byrne 80s comics. It's so, so good. I might have wow. to get like FedEx some over to the Rio just to get a couple signed, but uh, I thought that was so cool. <laughs> well, he's got some. He's did some Star Trek as well. A lot of Star Trek, apparently. Yeah. I was like, why yeah. is I'm like, I'm like, why is this guy here? I'm like, he must have done Star Trek. Then I pulled up his wiki, and done a ton of Star Trek, apparently, and so good. apparently a lot of it is amazing. And if you know the stuff that I've read is any indication, I'm sure it is, and I can't wait to read some. And I feel like it's going to yep. be in such an epic panel because last year the IDW Comics panel was in the secondary theater. Now it's in the main room. That, I feel like it's going to be epic yeah. for sure. Wow. You got Nog and Rom in character as that's always fun. Um, yep. 
Oh, they're so cool. Um, looking at, you got Whoopi, that's gonna be big for sure. First time at a Trek convention, as far as I know. And, uh, I'm looking at the third theater here. Of course, match game's gonna be epic to end all epicness, but, uh, something I noticed on Wednesday too is that it looks like both nights and, uh, and maybe all nights, Chase Masterson's gonna be performing in the third theater to wind down the evening. That's awesome. Very, very talented. And I met her briefly last year. She was super nice. And I feel like that's just gonna be, such a such a pleasant way to kind of wind things down and get everyone hyped for some masquerade bars watching a live Chase Masterson show. I think it's going to be amazing. Chase is so wonderful, and she yeah. always puts on a great show when she performs at STLV. Um, I do have to say Thursday in the main theater at 420, I'm really kind of looking forward to the Sons of Trek. You've got Chris Dewin, Rod Roddenberry, and Adam Nimoy on stage. And I think that could be a really interesting discussion you know, as sort of the, if you'll pardon the, the reference, the next generation of, of Star Trek in its truest form. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Friday, um, Adam, we're going to throw it to you first so that Dan doesn't bogart the entire <laughs> schedule. Um, what uh, what stands out to you Friday? What are you looking forward to the most? Friday, cons starting to really heat up. We're getting into the weekend right away at the main ballroom. Look at that Star Trek: The Missing Footage. Oh, so cool! I think yeah. we first heard about yeah. this at the Comic Con. Was when they first revealed this. Am I mistaken? Yep. Okay, I believe cool. you're yeah. right. Yep. So that's going to be amazing watching some of that footage for the first time because unlike the bloopers, I think this is totally fresh. This is freshly restored from the original film negative. So that's, you know, very mm. exciting. And anytime you get, uh, the Akutas talking about film restoration and Star Trek production history, that's, uh, worth the price of admission for the entire weekend as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Kirstie Alley, very cool, of course, another one of those. But right before her, I think this is kind of cool. I think I'm going to check this out, obviously, because the theater is going to fill way up for Kirstie. But right before that, you got an interview, Scott Mance interviewing Gary and Adam, the co-owners of Creation. And I don't think I've ever mm -hmm. seen a, an event like that in the SLVs I've been to. I'd be kind of curious to hear their take on how this whole thing sort of unfolded from their end. Very, very cool. And Friday uh, as well, I got to give a shout out to my buddy Jordan Hoffman over in the secondary theater right at the top of the morning doing one trek mind uh these are some of the most fun you're going to have at the con guys if you only know him through the podcast you got to make a, a point to come out and check this out because it really is like being on twitter at the convention live just like this live fan argument that the, it's going to be for the worst episode ever so i got a feeling that's going to be a pretty uh lively debate and uh jordan's just such a good mc it's uh always uh one of the highlights of uh the con for me is checking out the one track of my panels very cool i think that that sounds great i'm only bummed that he's got the time slot he does um, I was hoping they put it a little later in the day, maybe opposite something like, uh, oh, I don't know, Voyager Part 1. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> because I really want to be sitting in both missing footage and worst episode ever the entire time. Yeah. Sometimes, so, sometimes yeah, the half and half doesn't quite work out as much as you'd like. Yeah. Well, these things happen, you know. Um, Dan. Yes. Let's take a look at Friday, buddy. Yep. What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I'm looking forward to the 1045 in the secondary theater. We're going to have uh, Star Trek Timelines development team talking about uh, the game, which, as everyone knows, I love. I've been playing it uh, addictively over the last uh, month and a half or so, uh, really enjoying it. So I really uh, want to see what's coming and what they have in mind for us. That's the big thing for that day for me. 
Very cool. I'm looking forward uh, to the Roddenberry stage a little bit on Friday, too. At uh, 1230, we'll give a shout out to our friends at Trek FM. They're doing a little interactive game show, which will be fun. Love game shows. And uh, at 6 p.m., Rod is is having a toast to the fans in Star Trek. And I think that's probably going to be pretty special. So I I intend to go and raise a glass with everybody and and celebrate this thing. And I think it's going to be awesome. Can I raise my glass to you, buddy? <laughs> Every single day, brother. Every day. That, that's yeah. going to be great. Really looking forward to that. I think that'll be special yeah. as well. Something else I'm noticing over here is this Friday special events section. And you've got, you know, if you're part of the captain's chair ticket package, you've got that amazing party at the Voodoo Lounge. I've never done that myself before. But it looks like a really, really cool night because you've got some entertainment from Ethan Phillips doing comedy, which, I mean, come on. Uh, Gary yeah. Graham's band is playing, which should be really cool too. But then if you're just, you know, if you have any regular admission pass you get to go to karaoke night and they're calling it Klingon karaoke so I don't think that means you have to dress up like a Klingon or sing in Klingon it's just you know a karaoke <laughs> night which is always really fun and it looks like uh, in the promenade you've got Mary Zerwinski doing her glue guns and phasers workshop which usually was nice. always really really cool yeah Mary's awesome and really smart yep. and fun and loves Trek and uh, uh, she always usually does that like first thing in the morning on Sundays so I think it's kind of cool that she'll just be like in the promenade section I guess like throughout the con doing different sort of craft workshops instead of just one time early in the morning. Dan, cool. you are going to have to put down the drink in your hand to build crafts. I'm just going to say that right now. That's all right. I got one of those hats with the straws in them. <laughs> how, how else do you think he's going to build that massive Lego thing? That's right. That's right? That's right. Absolutely. That, that I will say one thing about the karaoke. I want to go just to see if Trek Karen is going to put on a performance like she did last year. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. She had a uh, couple of the guys from Enterprise up on stage, like, with their mouths just dropped open because she was so awesome at it. So that'll be pretty cool. And it, what's, yeah, it so it's, open, it's open late, too, so you can get a nice note on at the, you know, masquerade bar, not to worry about driving. Just stumble your way over to karaoke. Make a fool of yourself. Let's enjoy ourselves. <laughs> Well, after we come back from the Wheel of Meat on Uh, Friday, uh, uh, that that may have to happen. That that was honestly the moment probably that I fell in love with this podcast was when you guys started talking about (laughs) that Wheel of Meat in that. Now, because that was the first episode I listened to, mind you. Oh, wow. Was that STLV for Noobs episode right before the convention. And uh, again, my weird photographic memory, I can remember like driving to work on a weekend, listening to that and just getting hyped for Vegas. And then you, and usually with these, a lot of podcasts I listen to, it takes me a good two or three episodes to decide if I like it or not. Cause if, especially if you jump in in the middle or at a current episode, you don't really get a handle on the chemistry. And I suppose that was your most current episode to date at the point. I got it immediately. I just thought like these guys are freaking funny. Like there's a banter. Like, and then you start talking about the wheel of meat. And I was like, I'm sold. Like subscribe. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's what actually made me subscribe to the podcast too. True story. <laughs> Not a well-known fact. But yeah, let's de- let's detour for a minute. And if you want to just, yeah. I love hearing you talk about this meal and just Vegas food in general. Let's let's sidebar, fellas. Well, okay, so sidebar. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back about six years, real quick, and uh, to the origins of this yearly trip with me and my friends. And that's really kind of how this started. My wife took me to Trek Boss, uh, I think it was 2011, 
and I, specifically to get my photo taken with William Shatner, because that's something I've always wanted to do. So she bought tickets to a Star Trek convention, and she went with me. And now keep in mind, this is not her jam, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we went, and the convention was dismal. I mean, uh, Shatner was great. He always does a great job. Um, he was, you know, uh, uh, promoting his captain's documentary and talking about how he gets it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. Good doc. Uh, how he, yeah, how he gets it now with fans and how we thought they were mocking him before. And so I got the photo signed and the next day my wife says, well, what did you think of the convention? I said, well, honestly, it was, it was lame. <laughs> <laughs> the dealer's room was the size of the bathroom in Vegas. And, um, the sound was terrible. You could hardly hear anything. And we were sitting practically on top of him. She goes, well, you know, you should take your photo to Vegas and get it signed by William Shatner. I said, well, um, Vegas is in three weeks. She goes, I guess you better get cracking, shouldn't you? Mm. And that's how this annual Vegas trip was born. My wife said, I can't go with you, but maybe you could call a couple of your buddies and see if they want to meet up in Vegas for the weekend. And I'm like, what? You married well, my <laughs> friends. You married well. Oh, I, I absolutely married up. So every year since then, I've gotten together a collection of gents and we have gone to the desert. And some years there's more golf than Star Trek. And some years there's more Star Trek than golf. And uh, we have a great time. and. We always have a group dinner at Gordon Ramsay because I wanted to go there the first year. So it's just become a tradition since then. I wanted to go and I wanted to have his infamous beef Wellington, like you see on Hell's Kitchen. And it is mouthwatering. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It's one of the best meals I have every year. But in the presentation of you know them telling you about the steakhouse there at uh, Paris, Las Vegas, they bring out this cart or they call it a trolley, and it's got this stainless steel uh, wheel. It almost looks like a game show rig, you know, where on Price is Right, the models wheel out a prize. And it's got all of the cuts of meat they have that are dry-aged for, I think, 30 days. And they've all got a reflective mirror behind them, so you can see the marbling on both the front and the back. And from that visit on, that trolley has been known as the wheel of meat. <laughs> and we take a picture of it every year. <laughs> yes. That's so good. I haven't been to this Paris steak, which just looks so good. But last year I did go to the pub and grill, Gordon Ramsay's pub and grill over at Caesar's yeah. Palace. And that was really, really good too. I got the bangers and mash. They were banging, let me tell you. And oh, yeah. uh, of course I also, we also got the sticky toffee pudding, which you guys talked about oh, and just, God. Enough said. to die for Enough said. so good it, yeah. it is like crack and now i've never had crack i'm gonna go on the record right now and say this but i imagine that if i were going to become addicted to a substance it would be sticky toffee pudding and it would be as quick and as as addictive as crack that's my guess <laughs> so if you see a gentleman shuffling around the back alleys of the rio on sunday morning looking for a little sticky toffee don't be concerned it's just been. <laughs> I'm I'm kibbing right now. I just I I'm rocking back and forth. I'm you know I want that sticky toffee pudding. And the first night we're in town, I may have to go just for dessert. Oh, I'm so up for good. that. 
Well, here's <laughs> here's the crucial thing that I need to throw out before we do get back to the schedule is something I realized yeah. talking with you guys on Twitter about all our favorite spots. And, you know, one of the ones that you share with me that I'm super hyped with is when we land, we're going to check out the pepper mill, which looks insane. But, you know, mm. I've got all my spots like Pops Cheesesteaks on Decatur, the best cheesesteak you're going to have outside of Philly. And it's open 24 hours. Amazing. I mentioned jams for breakfast before. All these spots are kind of a little bit off the strip, but they're well worth it because they're so much cheaper than anything you can have on strip. And, uh, it's really cool because, uh, it's local and you're, you're, you're hipper than everybody just having a smash burger at the Rio. But, um, on the topic of burgers, one thing I realized is that in all of my favorites and Vegas, I don't have a favorite burger. So, uh, what wow. it then became, the Berg Quest, hashtag let the boys Berg. We're going to be yes. <laughs> acquiring a bunch of different burgers, not necessarily going out because I feel like that's more of a trip. But maybe, you know, since I have the car, I can make a quick run out to In-N-Out and I can make a stop by the Palazzo and grab iHeart Burgers for the boys. And we can oh, dabble and, and make oh our decisions God. to what the supreme burger is for summer 2016 Star Trek Las Vegas. We may have to give you an associate producer credit on this show for this. I mean, that's that's what this is coming down to. You know that, right? Oh, I'm seeing some Facebook Live burger testing. Oh, oh my yeah. god, that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's happening. That wasn't that wasn't even something I was considering. Just because I'm going to be just an absolute mess of shambles, just facing a burger. But I don't care. You know, we need to let the people know this is really what's happening. We're really getting into oh. the truth of what a Las Vegas burger is for Vegas Star Trek. So a helpful tip from Bill for those people listening to the podcast that may be venturing away from the Rio. If you go to some of these off strip locations and you take a cab and you need a ride back, there's a great app called Curb. And essentially it is the equivalent of Uber and Lyft for taxi cabs in Vegas. So you dial up this app and you request a cab and you give it where you are and the cabbie comes to you instead of you going inside and asking someone to call a cab, which could take forever. And they will come pick you up. My wife and I used it earlier this year when we were in Las Vegas at the Neon Museum. Worked like a dream. So it's nice. called Curb. It's in both the Apple App Store and on Google Play. There you go. Boom. Very Dang. cool. Yeah. I hear Uber might be. I don't know. They might have already gone live in Vegas. Uber and Lyft, and they were talking about it for a while. They might be live by the time we record. They, I believe they are. So uh, that that's good news too because we could have used is, that last year, right, buddy? Oh my god. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice we could have used it. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get back to the schedule for a second. So Saturday. So we're at one of the two biggest days of the convention, the penultimate day of the 50th anniversary con. Um Adam, we'll start with you first. Which panels are you looking forward to the most, my man? Tribute to Matt Jeffries looks amazing. I really like that they're giving yeah. a big shout out to the guy who gave us the mm. look of Trek. Very cool. And right before him, yeah. you can get Jade Shadowway, who's one of the big composers for the modern era, TNG era of Trek. Very, very, very cool. Uh, scrolling down a little bit here. Let's see what else we got. I mean, you got Shatner and Bakula back to back. It's amazing. You know, two of the big heavy hitter captains. Uh, oh, Larry Nemerchek's doing some trivia. You know, he's going to be bringing out the deep cuts. Uh, Jordan again. Oh, totally. Got to check out Jordan Hoffman, one trick mind guys. And then, of course, you know, the big thing that night's the costume contest. And, uh, uh, the, you can't beat the costume contest. It's so cool right. seeing all the different 
styles and some are screen accurate. Some are more of the mashup kind. Some are just so out there. It's you, you don't see better costumes than this. If you're a Star Trek fan anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. I have to agree 100%. Um, Saturday, I have to say that I'm looking forward to the 10.50 a.m. Women in Star Trek panel in the main theaters. All right, so let me read you this lineup. So you got Kate Mulgrew joining Amy Imhoff from Shoes and Starships, Mary Zerwinski from Glue Guns and Phasers, Jarrah Hodge from Women at Warp, uh, Kayla Yakovino from Trek Movie, and... Rounding out that panel is B. Joe Trimble. I think that that is going to be a landmark panel about 50 years of feminism and Star Trek. And it's one I'm not going to miss, I have to say. Yeah. That, yeah, I agree. Really, really good. They've done it a bunch of years before with that team, but without um, B. Joe and, of course, without Kate Mulgrew. And it's usually in the secondary theater. And it's always a very, very thought-provoking and solid discussion. So it's just amazing that they've got Captain Janeway and then the the forerunner of, of fandom, the, the, the foremost female or woman fan uh, in, in Star Trek history. It's just going to be an amazing panel. I agree. No. The woman who saved Star Trek. And yeah. she doesn't like to be known as that, I'm sure. But, I mean, let's let's be honest about who B. Joe is. And I imagine she's going to be the object of a lot of love from fandom this week, and deservedly so. I hope so, yeah. Dan, um, take a look at Saturday, man. Yeah. What are you looking at? I got a couple of things. And although it's going to be a sad event, I really look forward to the memoriam at 9.15 in the main theater. Me too. It's very emotional. Um, I am I am going to be in tears. I can tell you right now. I know I, we will. I think everybody will. I think those things are always one of the strongest parts of any show, whether it be the Oscars or the Tonys or, or a convention. Those mean a lot to me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I'm going to make sure I don't miss that. Um, at noon, <clears throat> excuse me, at noontime in the secondary theater, we got another Star Trek timeline events going on. I got to give my props out to my timelines people. This is going to be a good one because John Delancey, Q himself, is going to be back with the timelines people, and they're going to have something called My Away Team going on, and that should be a very interesting uh, panel up on stage. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? As, as, someone, yeah. as someone who doesn't play Star Trek timelines, I've seen um, you know the, the, the panel they did last year and a little bit of the demo they had it and play it myself, but I know you guys have been playing it, and you had that great podcast where you visited the team. Just give me a real quick nugget pitch, Fanta fan. Why, what do you like about this game? Why should I want to play it? Uh, Bill, do you want me to take it? <clears throat> yeah, I why think- I'm a more casual player than Dan is, and I think Dan will probably give you a better answer. Yeah, what what I like about it, Adam, is is in the beginning of the game, for those who haven't played it, I'm not really giving anything away because it's the whole it's the whole crux of the game. Something happens and all timelines are kind of like thrust upon each other. So you have just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different characters that you can have join your quote unquote unquote crew in the game. Um, you remember the old days when you would have a book where you would say, okay, if Johnny's going to do something, turn to page 21. Uh, or if, if you want him to do something else, turn to page 47. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something like that. You have missions that you have to do and you have to choose what crew members are going to be part of that mission. And you evolve your characters and rank them up by doing things like that. There's also starship battles. The graphics are unlike anything I have seen in a mobile game before. They're absolutely 
stunning and they keep getting better with every release. Um, and the other thing that they're doing now, which I'm really enjoying a lot, is just about every week they have special events that last through the weekend where you can have shuttle missions to earn prizes. Um, you can have other away missions to earn prizes. It always keeps you engrossed in the in, in what's going on. You don't really get bored of it because there's always new stuff coming at you. Um, it's really a lot of fun. It is pay to play. It's free to play. You can play, you can play it all the time without paying for anything, but you do get to a point where if you want to really progress and get some really good stuff, you can do, uh, one of the things that I do is a monthly subscription to get a hundred dilithium, uh, crystals per day. Uh, it's not that expensive. It's like four bucks a month to do that. And that allows you to do things like spin the Dabo wheel and get some really special, um, equipment or characters. It's really a lot of fun. It is complicated if you're not familiar with mobile gaming. Um, but, uh, it's not too complicated in that it's something you wouldn't want to play a lot. Once you get the, the hang of it, it's just really a lot of fun to play. As a matter of fact, to tell you how much I enjoy it, just last night, I was up until 2 in the morning packing for Vegas, and I'm not lying when I say that. I was talking to Bill earlier. I went to bed, and all of a sudden, I, I sat right up. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot to do my daily stuff for Star Trek Timelines. I turned the light on, did it for about 10 minutes, and then went to bed. Well, you sold me. <laughs> So what you, when you go to the panel and you see these guys, I hope they give you a commission on that because that was beautiful. Man. It really was. Well, uh, we can say that we Trek geeks make an appearance in a video they're going to show, which nice. was uh, exceedingly nice of them to include us. Um, but yeah, Dan is a great ambassador for Star Trek timelines and certainly he covered more than I ever would have thought of. So great job, buddy. <laughs> no, let me throw one other thing in there. I have a guy that I work with who's a great friend. Uh, shout out to Dana. He, I told him about the game before it came out and he wasn't really, he was interested because it's Star Trek and he's a big uh, Trekkie, but he wasn't interested because he does not like pay to play. Doesn't want to do it. Well, I can't tell you how much he spent on the game after he started playing it. So that's a big plus to the Timelines development team. You mean Dana, who's Star Trek communicator, you tried to sell me? The... <laughs> Moving on to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. What about you for Saturday, Bill? Um, well, I, I did talk about the women in Star Trek panel. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm I'm looking forward to the best episode ever the yeah. uh, the one trek mind from Jordan Hoffman. That should be interesting as a uh, as a counterpoint to the worst episode ever. Mm -hmm. Um and at uh 6:15 on the Roddenberry st uh, stage the interplanetary Tranya symposium yes. and cocktail hour. Oh my god, yes. So it involves booze, I'm there. <laughs> so let's just it's right before happy hour too, so how can you go wrong? So Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We don't have monster trucks, but we do have the final day of panels at Star Trek Las Vegas. So, Dan, so you can filibuster. Um, what are you looking forward to the most uh, on Sunday, dude? And I know what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to be at a lot of the things on Sunday morning, actually. So I'm not going to say what I would like to see because it's just going to get my gander up. But uh, I am taking the plunge, and I'm getting my first ever tattoo on Sunday morning. Yeah. And it is going to be Star Trek related, and I am so excited about this. Uh, I got to thank Bill for uh, actually not talking me into it, but but um, 
helping me make my decision. As everybody knows, he got a wonderful Star Trek uh, related tattoo last year um, from Revolt Tattoos. So I have decided to finally uh, make it permanent on my body and I'm going to get one done by none other than an Ink Master Champion from uh, from Revolt Tattoos. I'm very excited about this. I can't wait. It's a, it's going to be amazing. Joey Hamilton is an yeah. amazing artist. I can't wait to see how it comes out. I'll be over there with you for the first part of the morning, but then I'm coming back because I want to be sure to see Shakespeare and Star Trek with Amy Imhoff from uh, Shoes and Starships because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a great panel. I mean, Shakespeare's a recurring theme throughout Star Trek, and I think this is going to be a great discussion, honestly. Yeah, she did a really good job last year. She did a panel about literature and Star Trek with Claire Little, who's really, really smart, too. She hosts the Atabacon yeah. with uh, Jeff over at Tricorder. Number one, Tricorder number one. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wow. On your own show, no less. I mean, what did you say at the beginning? 67? It's dropped like 50 spots in the time we've been recording. (laughs) I mean. I can delete all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. No, that is going to be an awesome panel. And, uh, you know, I love love the Deep Space Nine panels. Costumes I'm not as interested in. But uh, for me, the big thing on Sunday is something I'm actually participating in, and that's at 2 o'clock on the Roddenberry stage. Uh, as of right now, I am one of the members of the Podcast Summit, which I believe will be hosted by at least John and maybe John and Ken from Mission Log. Uh, it's awesome. me. I think there's going to be some some Trek FM and some Sunday GNT representation. Good as shows. well as some others. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I am honored to be a part of that panel and i look forward to uh to learning more about my fellow podcasters and maybe getting some takeaways about um why they started and and what podcasting and star trek mean to them adam you're gonna have to uh like videotape that for me or something with your phone so i can see it because i won't be back yet oh absolutely uh, i'm i'm i will say in all honesty i'm very bummed out that i will not be able to see my co-host and and best friend up on stage uh, Sunday afternoon. I, you're gonna, you're gonna kill it, man. I, I hope you have a great time. I'll be there to support you. That's all I'm saying. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. It's it's savage on this podcast. I love it. Oh, the wow. long knives. I tell you. So, uh, so Adam, take a look at Sunday, brother. Since you'll actually be there. Um. <laughs> What are you digging on the schedule? For sure, I'll be there videotaping you and the Star Trek podcast panel. It's definitely something that's going to be cool. And here's just a little tip to everybody who's going to be filming on their cell phones. Turn your phone sideways if you're going to record video, please. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. it's 2016. We, we're past, we should be past vertical videos at this point. <laughs> I get it. You hold your phone vertically. It just fits right. But you don't look at a movie screen and it doesn't look vertical. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah. Um, here's something, you know, I don't usually, I'm not a huge, I don't make a huge priority out of necessarily seeing a lot of these actors specifically, or unless it's like someone really cool or hasn't been there before. But, you know, those are more the ones where if I'm in the dealer's room or on the secondary theater, maybe I'll pop in for a little bit. But Anthony Montgomery is right at the beginning of the day on Sunday, and um, he's really, really funny. I didn't know how funny he was until I saw him at one of these panels, and I became a much bigger fan of his and what he's doing outside of Trek. And I got a lot of respect for him uh, as an actor and a, a work 
working professional because he's on general hospital right now. And he always tweets about the crew and like really hypes them up. I think that's, he's a really cool guy. It seems. And, uh, want to give out a shout out to Anthony, um, looking on the list here. Oh, main stage got to be there for inside the writer's room with Brandon Braga, uh, Ron Moore and Narain Shankar. Really, really cool. They were a big part of the later era TNG. Of course, everyone knows Braga and Moore. And the last three years that I've been, Ron Moore has been on the list and then has canceled at the last minute because he's been in production on his show Outlander. I hope he finally yep. shows up and like, it'd just be great to see him and Brandon together on stage. It kind of bums me out though. Cause my first year I brought one of my, uh, an original theatrical release poster of first contact, such a beautiful poster with the enterprise flying over the massive cube. And I wanted both yeah. Moore and Braga to sign it more drops out. I got Braga signature still super cool. He was really nice. I got it framed and it's like, Oh, do I crack open this really expensive frame and get more signature? I don't know. Yes. Uh, we'll of course see. you do. We'll see, guys. Of course you do. We'll see, guys. We'll see. But uh scrolling down to secondary theater, you got a lot of cool stuff. Storytelling in the final frontier. This is something I know a lot of fans have been asking for, more of a presence from the Star Trek book side of things, the novel side. So yeah. you've got a panel here now with Kevin Dilmore and Dayton Ward, as well as Paula Block and Terry Erdman. And I got to say, those are some heavy hitters, guys. I haven't run a, read a ton of Kevin and Dayton stuff, but I know they're one of the biggest writing teams right now with the Star Trek novels. And I did get to have a couple drinks with them at the Masquerade Bar in 2013. They're super nice. And Paul and Terry, they're legends in Star Trek uh, writing, both fiction and nonfiction. They wrote one of my favorite books in Star Trek, which is the Deep Space Nine Companion, which a few Niners out there haven't gotten a copy of the Companion. It is out of print. It's a little expensive, but it's like the best behind-the-scenes look at Deep Space Nine you'll ever get. So that's going to be an amazing hmm. panel. Tribute to Gene Roddenberry, very cool. And yes, a third theater, got to go with the boys on the uh, the pod, boys and girls on the podcast channel. So that's going to be amazing. And then again, Chase Masterson rounding out the evening. I feel like I got to catch her at least a couple times performing because that's such a treat. You know, she's so cool to the fans. She's so, so talented. It's it's Lita. You know, it's Lita at court. Yeah, she can yeah. beat that. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, You really can't. Uh, it's funny you talked about Anthony Montgomery. Um, <clears throat> folks who listen to the podcast know Bill and I, uh, went to Trek Boss in 2014, I believe it was, correct, Bill? Yep. Um, and Anthony Montgomery was there and he was talking about his miles away, uh, comic book that he was writing and he was on stage telling about how powerful it is to, uh, get this for the kids of the inner cities to read because it gives them an escape. And I felt compelled at the time to get up and, and, and go to the microphone and thank Anthony in person for, for literally saving my life as people know I had a tough time and Star Trek actually saved my life. I have no doubt that I'd be dead today if it wasn't for the show. So I was, uh, I felt compelled to thank him and I was shocked and unbelievably humbled when as I was walking away, in addition to the people in the audience clapping, he called me over to the stage to shake my hand. And it's something that I will never ever forget. Bill was great with the camera and was able to get a snapshot of that real fast. Uh, just an unbelievable event. I really wish I could see him at the theater, but my tattoo starts at 10, but uh, so I won't be able to see him in Vegas. But uh, um, seeing him in Boston certainly is something I will never forget. I think it's so cool. Yeah, that was a so I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a really special day. And Dan, he's usually in the dealer's room at a table signing yes. autographs. So I imagine you'll get to see him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, one other thing that I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, last year I saw it for the first time and, and that's the rat pack to close <sighs> out the convention in the main theater at 9 30 yeah. at night. Those guys are freaking awesome. I <sighs> loved seeing that last year and I'm looking forward to seeing it again this year. 
Thank you for pointing that out. I almost forgot about it because this is – I always – I drive to Vegas from L.A. and I always drive on – for the last three years, I'm like, yeah, I'll beat the traffic. I'll drive back Sunday. Never drive back from L- Vegas to L.A. on a Sunday afternoon. Anytime you leave, it's going to be a disaster. So I've learned – it took me three years to learn this dumb lesson, but I'm, fi- I'm staying until Monday. I'm going to take a nice leisurely Monday out of there, and I can't wait to wrap nice. back uh, in, in a big – wow, it's, it's going to be so fun. Oh, my God. You know, and it's it's free. You don't have to pay anything extra. It's not like you need a special ticket like for some of the other parties that go on. You know, it is just a great way to to wrap up the convention and celebrate what's been an amazing long weekend. And it's it's funny. It really is like seeing some of those old Rat Pack concerts oh. from the sixties. It's it's really remarkable. Watching Max run around. <laughs> like I really I don't know if he's like faking it and it's part of the act or if he really is that hyper trying to figure out if anything's going wrong with the show it's hysterical to watch I gotta say, I always, you know, the last few years, I always kind of think that the, the the way they program their Sundays are kind of a little bit soft. You know, it's I never really yeah. want to be there for yes. the full day. This is a stacked Sunday that they put together this year. It's really nice. Yeah, this also- is pro- probably the strongest Sunday they've done in years because they're in the main theater. There's not a snoozer, if you know what I mean. Mm. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same level about this because I was thinking about it. I'm like, this is a pretty stacked Sunday. I'm, I'm excited. And something else I wanted to bring up real quick is just, you know, something that I kind of got in my head, this misconception about certain actors who do a lot of these cons. And it's, you know, they do almost year round a lot of these conventions. I, you know, Anthony Montgomery, I know does a lot of cons and same thing with Garrett Wong. I almost kind of got into my head for some of these guys that they might be a little, you know, I'm not diva-esque, but almost sort of like almost into that presence a bit much and be put off. When I met, you know, Garrett Wong, I was like, I was kind of nervous because I was like, is he going to have like an attitude? Because I know he does this all the time. I bought a... Not at all. I was so pleasantly surprised. I bought a Captain Proton shirt from him because I thought that was really, really cool design that he had for sale. And he's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they made a Captain Proton movie? And I, it was just so natural. It wasn't like forced because like this guy's buying a T-shirt. I got to have a little shtick. Yeah, I'm sure he's asked that to a bunch of people yeah. who've done this before. But it was just – it became a very natural conversation. I, I had my – I was like – I was almost mad at myself for even thinking that some of these guys could be like that. I was so pleasantly surprised with those, that interaction. And, uh, so I'll say that to people who haven't been to the con before. If, if, if you maybe have some sort of preconception in your head about, you know, a performer or performance that they've given, you don't want to approach or whatever, you know, just be open to any kind of interaction. Cause I feel like 99 times out of a hundred, it's going to be just so positive and affirming for your fandom. It's just, I can't wait. I'm so, I, I can't believe we're going to be there in a, t- a day. I think the only person that has that reputation that's earned of being kind of snobbish, if you try to go up to him and talk to him, is um, Bill Smith of the Trek Geeks podcast. <laughs> With good reason. With good reason. <laughs> well, I am a bit of a, a diva, but I've earned it, unlike Dan Davidson. You're, just, you're riding on my coattails. I, hey, I got to ride something. I mean, you're the executive producer, man. Come on. Who you, no, wait a minute. Who are you talking to right now? Yeah. No comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> well, boys, we are going to have one hell of a week. It starts, you know, as soon as this podcast concludes, and I'm not sure when we're going to sleep, and I don't know that any of us cares. I don't care. I've been planning for not sleeping for a week for the whole year, so. <laughs> just just hop in the Borg Regeneration alcove that they've got in the hallway, and you're good to go. That's right. No, Fark peed on that, or at least it looked like he was. 
<laughs> yeah, last year the photo they took that was pretty hilarious. One of the best photos I saw of the whole convention. And, and someone and, on the Facebook group got took took offense to it. It was it was really precious. It was so precious. Okay. Well, and I have to say that one of the highlights of this week, in addition to getting to see everybody again and and reconvening this giant family reunion, because it's really what it is. Mm-hmm is to be treated to five straight days of five-year mission. And this isn't a plug, but, I mean, it is. it really tied the convention together the year before last. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like for the 50th. I, I think it's going to be phenomenal, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, it's so it, we love we love everything that goes on at the convention. I can't wait to see all the band members again and and uh, be list get get. Oh, Bill, can we say right now that I am going to be getting a C and D when we see Five Year Mission? Uh, no, because you're not <laughs> supposed to sing. Don't. <laughs> well, I sing. thought they were giving it to me anyway. I tried to get out of it by saying I wouldn't sing, but I'm still going to get served. Uh, that's up to the judge. <laughs> no, but um, it, it is a fan, just like you said, it's such a family reunion. I've said it before. Sometimes I look forward to seeing all the the friends we've made more than the stars. I mean, I can't wait to see people like Heather and Jeff and and Adam and Mumphrey and and Karen and Haley. All of these people that we've gotten to be friends with over the past year and a half that we've been doing the show is what means more to me than actual watching people on stage and I just, it just can't get here fast enough. I think people are the best part of this and the relationships that we've made present company included are, are really the highlight of it for us this year. And we can't wait. Adam, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And, uh, by the time some people listen to this, we are probably going to be deep into a bag of hamburgers. Gentlemen, it has been my absolute pleasure. We're going to let the boys burg this week. It's going to be an absolute amazing time. If anyone has any recommendations for burgers, I got a list right oh, here, yeah. you know, that we've been just discussing over Twitter. Let me tell you, we're going to be trying to hit up Holstein's at the Cosmopolitan's, B&B at the Venetian, iHeart Burgers at the Palazzo. It looks amazing. Uh, the list goes on. There's so many. So if you've got a recommendation, holler at the geeks, holler at me on Twitter, um, you know, uh, before I get out of here, I know that Dan, you know, it's a kind of a one-sided thing here where Dan's always really good. He, he recommends all episodes to the audience and Bill just kind of groans and rolls his eyes, but I wanted to recommend an episode <laughs> that I saw yeah, recently. Yeah. It was really, really oh, good. It's, it's mid-series mid Voyager. It's season five. It's seven of nine being tempted to go back to the collective by the reappearance for the first time since first contact of the Borg Queen. It's that classic Voyager two-parter aired at, at the time as a movie of the week, double-sized episode. I'm talking, of course, a Fark Frontier. Oh, oh you are God. on board, my friend. Oh, that's that's what it's oh. all about, guys. You gonna you tell me I'm gonna come on the Trek Geeks? I'm not gonna make a Fark episode. Oh. Pun, come on. There you go. Oh. I, can Fark's head get any bigger now than it probably already well, is? Well, he was on Deep Space it's, Nine too. Wrongs Farker <laughs> than Death or Night. <laughs> uh, oh. Do you just uh, you just unloaded both barrels? I mean, that was that was pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. Wow, Adam. Wait, uh, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. You give yeah. him a pretty good, and every time I say something, you go. Oh. That's because he actually put some effort into it. <laughs> <laughs>
everyone. That was an absolute blast. It, it, I'm so glad Adam came on. I'm so glad we're going to be hanging with him this week. And I think we're going to go through a metric ton of burgers at this point. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the things I've been saying for several weeks is one of the things I'm looking most forward to is getting to hang with all these people. And, and Adam is certainly one of those people. I, I would love to work for Paramount, wouldn't you? <laughs> you got us some cool swag when the Star Trek Beyond press event took place. And I would love to work for creation at this point <laughs> because they're doing the thing that we're attending this week. Actually, Bill, wouldn't you just pretty much want to be working for anybody right now? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and with that, we can't thank this year's house band at the convention enough five-year mission for the next five days, Dan, <laughs> we are going to be regaled with all kinds of musical awesomeness. We do have to say we use some special bumper music this week between the segments. At the beginning of the show, you heard their Beam Down track. Yes. And just now you heard Take a Ride, both of which are STLV themed. So if you're at the con, head to the five-year mission table, you might just be able to pick up a special limited edition single with both songs, and it may be audio but you have to hurry, though. There's a very limited number. And uh, I would love to sing a couple of those songs, but as we know, I can't. Um, we'll probably be getting some legal representation in Vegas from the five-year mission band, uh, which I'm looking forward to seeing that document very much. But uh, I guess that's the way it goes. Speaking of the band, though, uh, yes. getting ready for Vegas, um, I thought I'd throw in my DVD, and I watched the Zephram Cochran episode today. Oh, boy. The, the Companion and Zephram Cochran. And then some dude was just like scurrying around the cliffs out in the background. Yeah, it was metamorphosis. Oh, my. You know, we're in Las Vegas right now, and there is just not enough booze in this town to make those better. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I know. I love them. Well, Dan. Because <laughs> I love Fark. In our next episode, or actually in our next episodes, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be back uh, with a series of mini episodes this week to tell everyone about the convention and, and what our experiences have been. Uh, they'll be short, though. Keep that in mind. They're only going to be about 15 minutes in length or so. Uh, but be sure to check your podcast subscriptions and our social media to get the latest during Viva Geek Vegas, baby. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> you know, stay tuned to our Facebook page, too, because we're going to be doing some special Facebook live videos every day. We're going to start off with a preview of the day's events every day and then... You know, if we can swing this there, we hope there's going to be a few surprises throughout the week in Facebook Live. So that's uh, Facebook.com slash Trek Geeks. Be sure to follow us over there and you'll get to see all the cool stuff. Uh, for more great Star Trek discussions, please check out our friends at the Tricorder Transmissions online at the TricorderTransmissions.com. And by the way, happy birthday to them this week. Yes. Three Ooh, years. Unbelievable. I know. It's so awesome. And we can't wait to hang with them, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, for all the latest news on everything Star Trek Under the Sun, I'm sure there's going to be more than a few reports on this here convention. Please visit our friends at treknews.net. For now, from the middle of the desert, 
This has been the 70th episode of Trek Geeks of Star Trek podcast. We do hope you all double down and live long and prosper. Hey, boo-boo. Going to Vegas to get me a coconut basket. Nay! Oh, my. And we're recording. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Dan. So you were you. Uh, okay. You're up until two a.m. packing. You know, it's it's not even the night before yet, right? I know. I I I but I got to get up really early tomorrow, so I wanted to make sure I didn't have to do anything tonight. Okay. Yeah. I got to get up at five to do my tickets, and then I have to be at work. So I want to make sure that uh, I had nothing to worry about tonight, and I can just go to bed early. Did you pay for early bird check-in? No, I never do that. Oh, you should. Eh, it's not, it doesn't, it, it, there's so many people that do it now. It doesn't make, it doesn't, it's not worth it to me. It actually is because all those people doing it mean that if you're still waking up at five to do it, you're going to be behind all of them. Oh, I know. I, if I'm going to do it, I would do it at the time of the purchase. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to do it. I just, I just never use it. Besides, I know you've got it. So I'm sitting next to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on southwest.com right now and change my reservation. Wow. Reservation for what? <laughs> it's just the flight. Vegas. I got to Vegas. Bounce. <laughs> I just like name that too, and I could do that in one note, Alex. <laughs> Of course, Alex doesn't host it, but you know what I mean. I uh, that's all right. That's all right. My sister still to this day swears that Alex Trebek was in Star Trek Insurrection. What? Yeah, it's hysterical. She As swears. Who? One of the Sona. One of the guys, like at the you know when they're stretching out the admiral's face at the end. One of the <sighs> people at that table before that actually happens, and it's like, no, it's not him, and she swears it is. It's hysterical. That's right, Don. I'm calling you out on the Star Trek podcast. Thank you. On the Star Trek podcast? The Star Trek podcast. You don't even know the name of your own show? <laughs> I do know the name. I just said what Star Trek. Uh, Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. Well, you just read it off a screen somewhere. I just, I'm actually, my screen right now shows Zencaster, so. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what does it say in big capital letters? Trek Geeks. Oh, that's, oh, you put yourself as Trek Geeks, I see. That's the name of the account. Oh, okay. Well, see, so you don't give me access to that, so. Because uh, there's no way to give you access. Oh, you could give me access if you want. No, I couldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't want Not to. Not with anyway. that attitude. Uh-huh. Jerk All face. Right. All right. Let's do it. It is so hot in here. Whew. Sweating. Hey, I know it's had no power today. That's true. All right, let's do this. Get it done. Yep. <laughs>